let me put this out first. If you have not seen On My Block, we are going to be releasing some of the... Spoilers. Yeah, some of the scenes that happen in the TV show, so spoilers are prominent. So go watch all 10 episodes and then come back and listen to this, like, 10-minute bit, okay? Thank you. Hey, guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the VoxCast Season 3. And this time around, we're talking about the new Netflix show, On My Block. Yes, On My Block has been a fan favorite from the Netflix community over the past couple of months, a good month and a half. It's a coming-of-age story talking about how these four teens, Caesar, Monse, Ruby, and Jamal, escaped the dangers of their hood and survived their sophomore year of high school. Or freshman year. Yeah, freshman, freshman, freshman year. year. Freshman year of high school. Yeah, and inexplicably, uh, two out of four of them look like 20-year-olds. So go Yeah, that. that part's kind of weird. Also, I'll go on record and say... The woman who plays Monse, she seems real nice. I follow her on Instagram, but she can't act. Mm. She's really bad in some of, some of the episodes. This yeah. was like her first major acting role, yes. and oh my god, can you tell? However, the strongest actor in the series is definitely the kid who plays Jamal. Let me look up his name. I agree. Mm. Uh, he has He's by himself most of the time, which at first I felt some type of way about it, but in reality, it's it's just because he's the strongest actor, so he can carry scenes by himself. So I, I wasn't really... I wasn't really feeling some type of way about it because he did yeah, a good job. With, yeah. um, with Monte's character, it just felt like sometimes when she was in scenes with um, Caesar and Ruby, it was just like she kind of sapped the emotion out of it once she started interacting with them because it seemed like every time they would say something, she would wait until they were done to have a facial reaction to it or to, like, make the smallest sound that indicated how she felt. Or her emotion was always, I'm angry. I'm Monse, and I'm I'm Crusher Monse. Yeah, yeah, there is just some times where, like, she just stare at the camera, and you just had no idea what she was looking at, and it'd be so weird. Mm-hmm. But one of the best things about On My Block is the different storylines that are being told through it. For example, you have the main storyline, which talks about Caesar, whose brother is the leader of a gang. Spooky. Yeah, Caesar does not want to be in the gang. He wants to be an architect. However, Spooky is not letting that happen just because if you're in the gang, there's no way to get out of the gang, which is a classic saying and is very prevalent and true to this day. Yeah, the um, there was a scene where the four friends, the four main characters, were going over ways to get Caesar out of the gang. And he said, well, there is... Uh, there's getting beaten into the gang, and he said there is getting beaten out of the gang. Only catch is you get beaten until you die. So, yeah, is um, the show did tackle some pretty serious uh, issues, some, like, actual real-life issues. And now, in the first few episodes, I'd say it definitely covered uh, puberty, especially with the, the main character, Monse. Well, she doesn't. She, she starts out as the main character, kinda and then it kind of it kind of splits off into episodes revolving around certain people which was pretty enjoyable because at first um i fell off of the show but then came back when i realized she wasn't the main character yeah uh but i will say before knowing that she was 19 i'll I'll say they did a very good job of making her look like a little kid in the first episode especially with the braces so i wasn't a huge fan on the on the focuses on her body (laughs) and a lot of the series they Oh. It's, like, it's high school. Especially the focus is on her breasts a lot, yes. which was really, like, uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, especially... she's supposed to be, like, a 13-year-old in the show, so, like, that's a, that's a little weird. Yeah, I was like, she's not 18, like, in the canon of the show, so this is... I'm not sure if I'm okay with this. And yeah. there's a huge turning point, like, not really a turning point, but a turning point in terms of um, the story where, like, they... 
reveal that Caesar and Monse have been having casual sex since the summer, and that was an extremely uncomfortable oh, thing. Oh, wouldn't say be casual. Like, and they're freshmen, so, so it's like. Oh, yeah, what? Mm, this, yeah, yeah. Talking about the sex lives of 13 year olds is usually not like a major thing that most people want to tackle, but this show's bold and brave. However, they're 14. One bad sometimes. That's true. Max, speaking up for all the 14-year-olds out there. Yeah, you're right, my bad. I agree with what all of you are saying, but when you think about it, it's high school. And uh, yeah. freshmen, like, even freshmen uh, participate in things like that. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It was just the first the first episode uh, when she was walking, coming back from summer camp. I was like, oh, this is to be expected. Like, so many should have done this. And then about, like, six episodes in, they were still, like... They would have, like, the camera focus on her when she was, like, getting undressed in her room full of, like pink shit because like apparently the they want the audience to like be like hey this is like a 13 year old girl 14 year old girl she likes the color pink and purple and all this other stuff and that kind of that was a little weird i wasn't sure how i felt about it but the association of sexuality in like a young age was disconcerting yeah another storyline that we like to look at is ruby ruby is also one of the main characters of on my block and basically he's a nerd so a family friend named Olivia moves in with him and his family after her parents get deported. So Ruby falls in love with Olivia. However, Olivia has feelings for Caesar. It's a classic cliche that goes on in many high school novels and movies. Love triangle. Yeah, however, it actually works out really nicely for this one. Now, I will say that <laughs> it's actually interesting that Olivia's character's parents were deported because there's been a lot of backlash from the fans about the actual actress and her political leanings. Not uh, Spanish at all. She is not Spanish at all. She's white, and yeah. she's a Trump supporter. So, so, a lot of people feel some type of way uh, with the fact that I'm not, well, I don't, I haven't, I, I don't know if she's white for sure, but I've seen people say it. Yeah. Is she? Mm-hmm. I've seen people, is a she, lot of people is, say is, it. I looked at her parents. <laughs> so, I'll, for the sake of the episode, I'll say she's white. So, uh, a lot of people aren't fans of the show having a white woman play uh, a, a white Trump supporter, uh, be it, uh, play uh, a Hispanic girl whose parents were deported. Mm. Uh, as that's not like, that's like, uh, even, if, even if she is Hispanic, like that's a part of a culture that she like, in essence, rejects by supporting Trump. Uh, and it's apparently she can't speak Spanish for shit either, because that was a part in, the, in the, one of the episodes. Yeah, actually, okay. So at first watching it, I didn't, I didn't, fa- it didn't phase me. I kind of I had the show on in the background, so I was like, oh, okay. And I don't speak Spanish. I took French in high school, so I have no ear for it. But uh, somebody posted a what was it like a five second clip of her talking it, and <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> Oh my God! Was it choppy? It was like real bad. No, she was like, "May, Lamo." I was like, "Oh, this <laughs> is so bad." But yeah, just watch. This isn't Trump's language. She doesn't know how to speak it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speak American. But during the um, watching of the show, it was like you couldn't really notice it. Um, but I guess if you were somebody that does speak Spanish fluently, or even I guess on the side, you would notice it, and it would be like kind of glaring. Now, I like to talk about how the show and its approach to, I guess, the culture surrounding gangs, and especially L.A. gangs. Now, I'm not claiming to know anything about them, but especially the fact that everyone kind of has this belief that they can, like, get Jamal out of the gang by, like... Caesar, yeah. shit. They can get. S- we haven't even talked about Jamal. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, about to, I'm about to go on him We're right now. The best for last. Uh, we can about Caesar and them thing that they can get him out of the gang. So basically, Jamal is the voice of reason in this respect, where everyone's like, "Oh, we gotta get him out of this gang. We can get him out." And he's like, "No, 
we really can't. He's in that shit, like, for life. We can have him run away somewhere, but there's no way that he can live here in Los Angeles and have a life not a part of this gang. A little more detail on Jamal's character. Jamal is one of the only black characters in there, but he is still, like, in my opinion, he's the best character on there. He's the funniest. He also has some of the best scenes, and especially his story with Roller World. It's a mystery in their town where... There was, if I'm correct, a robbery of an amusement park called Roller World, and they hid the money. So basically, Jamal's whole purpose during the show is to find the money that they hid in Roller World. And spoiler alert, season one, episode 12, he actually does it in the last moments of the show. With his bare hands. Yes, mm. it was so amazing. Now, Jamal is actually, in terms of him being hilarious, like, like one of my favorite moments from the show is when is the Halloween episode when they're trick-or-treating, and Caesar says, oh, we're in Brentwood, nothing bad ever happens here. Uh, and he looks at Jamal and says, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Jamal, I didn't mean it like that. I forgot about OJ. And Jamal then says, <laughs> wow. Jamal then responds, oh, it's okay, we don't blame him for that. <laughs> OJ did not do it. <laughs> Um, another great moment from Jamal was when Monte tried to pull his black card for something, and he said, oh, no, I have can't revoke a fool. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, but in terms of just story, the show kind of, it, it, it I don't know, does it take much of the course of a school year? Mm. Yeah, it does. does Over it, the, the course of the whole school year? Because there's no Chris mention of holidays or, like, Christmas. Technically, mm-hmm. technically it does take course over the whole school year because it passes well not the whole school year like maybe partially through like because it passes through halloween so they're and they're doing a dance so maybe it's like november ish when season one ends speaking of the end of season one man yeah in their hood there's constant conflict between the black gang members and the mexican gang members so basically on the black gang member side there is a dude named latrell him and Caesar and the rest of the gang, they've grown up together, they fought together, they've been in constant conflict for basically all their life. So there's a storyline in the show where Latrell pulls a gun on Caesar and Spooky realizes this and he tells his little brother, you gotta get revenge, you gotta kill him. So Caesar, he's a freshman, why would he wanna kill anybody, right? Which which is understandable. And just a decent human being overall. Yeah, okay. he wouldn't want to kill anybody at all. So he has the opportunity to actually kill Latrell, but he does not do it. However, it turns up and it backfires on him because Latrell shows up Luttrell at... pulls up. Yeah, Latrell pulls up on the day of, of Olivia's quinceanera and shoots and just <laughs> pops out into the crowd. And guess who he hits? Who does he hit? Ruby. What? what? And Olivia. What? Now, first off, I just want to say, fuck Latrell. Uh, also, this show teaches us an important lesson. If somebody says they're going to kill you and they're serious about it, you should probably kill them first. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was you hoping... You just condoned illegal behavior. I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean, we at Vox don't condone, don't like condone murder or anything. But I like... mean, under certain, certain circumstances, because Lachelle kind of did pull up on this dude in his, ho- in his hood and was like, I'm going to kill you. Ah. So uh, I, I think that's a really good way to wrap up the show because they kind of, even though the show uh, kind of shifted away from the focus of growing up in the hood and the life there, it still brought us back to the, to the cruel reality of what it's like to live in some of those neighborhoods where everything's going fine, you're having a normal high school experience, you have all your friends, and then, bam, one of your friends gets shot at, like, a family function or something like that. So, yeah, last thing we see is Olivia and Ruby getting loaded into ambulances, and, yeah, that's the final. No. Actually, wait, it was that, 
and then it was Jamal. Jamal coming out with the money bag. Yeah, he found the treasure, and he was uh, riding away on his bike as CGI dollar bills went towards the camera. Yeah, so I just want to know from both of you guys, is there Hyper Season 2? Just because, honestly, say if On My Block got canceled by Netflix, which I doubt it Oh, it, it didn't. Will, it got confirmed yesterday. Well, if it ever had gotten canceled by Netflix, I would not be mad at the ending just because Jamal got the money. But is there hype for Season 2? I think there's a lot of hype for Season 2 because, like, this has been, like, a pretty big show. Just, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, out of nowhere, but, like, it's a pretty big show. And it didn't have a Season 1. I didn't really, like, see that much promotion for it before. But, like, it was pretty hyped up on a lot of people who seen it, a lot of people writing on it, and I'm really excited to see what they do for it in the future. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, too. I want to see if Olivia's going to be in a wheelchair and if Jamal survives, because he got... He got hit pretty bad. Like Ruby. there was, he got there were some Ruby. vital organs. Oh shit! Ruby got hit pretty bad. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that he's able to be in season two as an integ- integral part because him and Jamal have the best dynamic in the show. And I would hate for that to be wasted. Uh, for them to just kill him off when they should kill Monse. Kalu. Yeah, I think there's definitely hype. Um, as you can see on like social media, um, go on like Twitter and Instagram and teenagers and like teenagers. Is it just us? I think it's mostly us. We've, uh, we're kind of the target demographic. But yeah, we're um, like very hyped for the show on Instagram and Twitter, making theories and everything like that about how the characters will end up for our season two. Yeah. Kind of like how everybody did for 13 Reasons Why. But yeah, On My Block is a great show. I definitely recommend all of you checking it out. All right, thanks, guys. It's been another episode. We'll be back in like, I don't know, two years. Recording is really hard. We all have really busy schedules. Uh, and as always, I'm Kenneth. I'm Mac. I'm Khalil. I'm Chris. And we'll see you guys later.